On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. Leaving out the avocado in your salad to save money is not good for morale or your fiber intake. Luckily, State Farm knows the value of the little things. It's why they've got options, like insuring your home and ride with surprisingly great rates on both. Because you shouldn't have to give up what you love for great insurance. For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Thursday, January 6th, Ian Cameron will have Andrew McGinnis, Jimmy Murphy momentarily as well as we are ready for a Thursday NHL card, and it is a big one. Lots of games on tap. One of the biggest slates we've had really during this whole last, I guess you would say, month in terms of calendar time uh, because of all the COVID disruptions. We have not had many days where you can say, yeah, there's 11 games on the board. Today is one of those days, and uh, we'll get right to it. We'll start with the Pittsburgh Penguins taking on the Philadelphia Flyers. Keystone State rivalry uh, renewed tonight. Pittsburgh opened minus 190 road favorites. Now they're up to minus 220. Uh, road favorites here uh, in this game against the Flyers. The total sitting at uh, six uh, pretty much across the board uh, going into this game uh, tonight between these two. Uh, The Penguins, of course, a comeback win last night against the uh, St. Louis Blues by a score of 5-3. All of a sudden, their offense, Evan Rodriguez, one of the hottest forwards going right now uh, in the NHL. What else can you say? He finds the back of the net again last night. Sidney Crosby uh, gets a key goal in that game. Two goals from Brian Rust as well. Uh, and we're seeing the uh, Penguins all of a sudden get their offense going a little bit. Remember, this is a team that's won a lot of their games by playing pretty good defensive hockey and getting timely goal scoring. But they've definitely found ways to explode on the scoreboard uh, in recent games. San Jose, again, last night against the Blues, who were really playing well before suffering that loss to the Penguins. So give the Penguins credit. Uh, uh Definitely lighting the lamp a little bit more uh, in recent games. Uh, They catch the Flyers returning home, obviously, off a road trip. That's usually a negative situation. Uh, Philly on the road facing Seattle, San Jose, L.A., and Anaheim. During that four-game road trip, they only won one of those games uh, against Seattle. Uh, So it was not a really good road trip at all for the uh, Flyers. Now they return home. Tough spot for them. Uh, Pittsburgh's just one of those teams now. They've won nine in a row. You know My betting philosophy when it comes to uh, teams that are on this kind of a win streak, I'm not looking to step in front of the streak. That's just the way I approach it with all of these, with any of these teams that are on this kind of win streak uh, right now, like the Penguins are on. Uh, It looks like tonight, with the fact that Casey DeSmith started last night, you should probably see Tristan Jari uh, in net here uh, in this game. Now, it is worth noting 
Uh, Casey DeSmith was pulled last night. Jari came in relief last night uh, in that game against the Blues. So the question is, I think Jari was probably initially slotted in to start this game tonight. Um, but now does things do things change a little bit after Jari had to come in and play last night uh, with uh, Casey DeSmith maybe fighting the puck a little bit? So remains to be seen. What we do know for Philadelphia is Carter Hart is back, but they are still very much ravaged. Uh, COVID protocol taking its toll uh, on the Philadelphia Flyers. Claude Giroux, Sean Couturier, uh, three defensemen, three starting defensemen for the uh, uh, Flyers. Nick Sealer, Travis Sanheim, uh, Ivan Provorov uh, all out tonight. Travis Konechny, uh, one of their top two centers, is also going to be out tonight for the Philadelphia Flyers. So this is absolutely a gutted team from a roster standpoint going into the game tonight. Uh, the bet I'm going to make here is the one that I usually target in a game like this. It's a manageable team total for the Penguins here, three and a half. Just focus on them probably finding the back of the net, which they've been able to do uh, in the last uh, few games. We've seen Pittsburgh score 13 goals uh, in the last two games combined against the Blues and the Sharks. Uh, again, they've now got that top line playing at a very high level the last couple games, talking about Crosby's line along with Gensel and Rust on that great top line. Evan Rodriguez has found his way into the second line because of how well he's played with Heinen and Kapanen. Uh, all of a sudden, you're seeing this team start to light the lamp a little bit. You've got Carter Hart in net, still trying to work his way back uh, into, I guess, rhythm. Uh, and some kind of form because he had been out for a period of time. And then you've got this ravaged Philadelphia team that, again, has multiple centers out, key forwards out, three starting defensemen along the blue line also out for this game. So uh, rather than worry about what Pittsburgh does against the Flyers in terms of their defense, I think they're defensively they're probably going to want to tighten it up a little bit. But I feel good about Pittsburgh being able to maybe find their way to four goals in this game Uh and with Philadelphia depleted the way they are, it's probably going to be a difficult challenge. Carter Hart, I would think, is going to face more high-quality rubber tonight at the hands of the Penguins, considering what he's without uh, in terms of uh, players in front of him. When you're talking about three starting defensemen, one of them being Provorov, that's an issue uh, for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Sandheim's also been pretty steady in the back end as well. And if you're already without Ellis as well for a, a long period of time. So this is a Flyers blue line that is going to be taking the ice tonight with here's their four cam york who yeah exactly cam york is uh now going to be on this uh, blue line promoted to the active roster uh he's 20 years old he's making his season uh, he actually came in the game the other night against anaheim this will be his second game uh, cam york uh you've got kevin connaughton having to take more minutes keith yandel's gonna have to get more minutes more minutes for rista linen uh there's definitely some uh, depth concerns now with the Flyers cropping up with the uh, absences on the blue line. So uh, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh here. Team total uh, over three and a half, which you can get at minus 115 to minus 120 uh, in this game right now. All right, next up, we've got San Jose and Buffalo. Uh, San Jose minus 120, uh, road favorites, six the total, uh, pretty much across the board in this one. Uh, the Sharks definitely not playing good hockey as of late, certainly since the break. And another thing we've noticed, too, with San Jose is James Reimer has suddenly uh, gone into the tank in, in a bad way for the San Jose Sharks. This has been a pretty bad stretch for him, so much so that Bob Bugner's given him a break tonight, and he probably needs it. Uh, and they'll go to Aiden Hill uh, in between the pipes tonight against the Buffalo Sabres. 
with Reimer struggling, with Reimer fighting the puck a little bit, and now Reimer's got a lower body injury as well. So maybe that had something to do with it in terms of the struggles. Maybe he was uh, battling some kind of uh, injury that's now been exacerbated, uh, and they're going to uh, put him now on the injury list for at least uh, the short term. So you're going to see Aiden Hill tonight for the uh, San Jose Sharks. They've also got some key absences as well. We talked about in the recent games how Balsers, Couture, Kevin LeBanc, you know, have been out of action for the San Jose Sharks. Now Eric Carlson as well, uh, not going to play tonight for San Jose in this game. Buffalo, though, uh, definitely a little bit depleted and shorthanded as well. Andrews Bjork, Robert Hag on the blue line. The two Vegas Golden Knights uh, players that they picked up in the Jack Eichel deal, who they just finally got uh, in the lineup and on the ice in recent games. They're both out for the Sabres tonight as well. Peyton Krebs and, of course, Alex Tuck. Uh, both of them not going to play tonight. Drake Kajula, Casey Middlestat, Kyle Poso, also on COVID protocol for the Buffalo Sabres. But all that being said, I still lean a little to Buffalo here uh, in this game, just not liking what I've seen from the Sharks. Uh, the Sabres, again, I don't like uh, who's out for them at the moment, but uh, I think this is definitely a winnable hockey game for them. They've lost four in a row. They've struggled, but they took Boston to overtime 4-3 uh, in their last game. Could have beat New Jersey and lost that game at home 4-3. Uh, let's not forget they've also beaten Minnesota and Winnipeg uh, over the last month. Two pretty good hockey teams. So uh, with uh, Uka Pekalukanen and net for the uh, Sabres, I've still, for the most part, like the way his game has has been since he's been in the net here for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. 2.54 goals against average, 927 save percentage. He has a 2-5 and five record in his seven starts this year. Uh, but even in the losses, the five losses that Lukanen's had uh, in net for Buffalo, the team has been right there and had a chance to win these games. So you really can't fault him, even on the nights where the Buffalo Sabres have come up short and not been able uh, to get the job done. So to me, it's just I'm not laying a price on the road with this Sharks team. I've talked about how they are poised for some regression, primed for some regression. We've already seen it with Reimer's play. We've seen it with their defensive play. And now without Couture and Balsers and LeBanc and some other forwards up front, you're not seeing San Jose scoring quite as much as they used to either. So with even with the absences for Buffalo, I, I like Buffalo here at the home underdog price uh, in this game with the Sharks issues uh, at the moment. Again, it's, it's, it's a leap of faith with Buffalo because they're beaten up and beleaguered and shorthanded and depleted and all those words I like to use uh, quite a bit as well. But um, there's there's issues with San Jose right now. So it would be Buffalo for me at this price, slight home underdog. we got Andrew McGinnis with us now on this Thursday edition of the show. Uh, Andrew, welcome in. This is a great card. It's a great day for NHL fans. Card. Betters, 11 games. We haven't had many of these days in the last month with the COVID disruptions where we can say we have an 11-game card to break down. Uh, we have that today. Uh, we've talked about the first two games, Andrew. Keystone State battle, uh, Flyers and Penguins, and the Sharks and the Sabres. What are your thoughts on those two games? You know, I, I don't really buy into the uh, the back-to-back -back, uh, issues at all with Pittsburgh. I, I like them, and uh, I like them to win on the puck line here. But I do like the over in this game, and it's funny because I've preached that I like the defensive uh, play from the Pittsburgh Penguins, and that's one of the reasons why I placed that 12-1 to future on them to win the Eastern Conference. Um, and you look at several of their past games, you know, even before that San Jose game, um, two games ago, a lot of low-scoring games. Like I said yesterday on the show, it was eight of their last ten was two goals or or less allowed. Um, but I do expect Philly to give up, you know, to put up forward a decent effort here. 
there will be some, you know, uh, I think, you know, a little bit of a letdown, I guess, after the big game we saw from Pittsburgh last night. You're down 3-1. You win that game 5-3. That's incredible. Um, so I look towards the over in that game, but I do I do think Pittsburgh gets the job done. San Jose, Buffalo, look, there's so many games today. And the funny thing is, is everyone looks at, oh, my God, it's a massive slate. I got to bet the board. To me, it's an opportunity to kind of decipher where can I find my favorite spot here. To me, it's dog or pass in this game, Ian. I believe I think you might have said the exact same thing, uh, but I have no action on that game. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you or anyone not betting San Jose Buffalo. It's a tricky game. Uh, both teams are banged up. Neither team's playing all that great right now. I think it is an opportunity though for Buffalo. Just it's really a price play in this point because San Jose is just fighting it right now not playing well at all when you're giving up seven goals you know to Arizona and you're getting behind 6-1 in the first period against Pittsburgh and Detroit is shelling you defensively uh like the the Red Wings did the other night I cashed with Detroit the other night against San Jose as well so to me there's a fade team right now the San Jose Sharks it's just hopefully Buffalo's good enough to get the job done even with the missing parts they have Uh, right now all right let's continue we've got columbus and new jersey uh new jersey minus 150 uh home favorites in this game six and a half the total i hate to say this guys because i have a side in total in this game i'm on the devils and i'm on the over and unfortunately we've seen huge price adjustments now with both i mean when i took new jersey uh, earlier today uh, i got them around minus 145 uh, and now it's up to minus 155 minus 160 Uh, in some spots, but I still like the Devils here. The Blue Jackets, it uh, it goes without saying how many issues they've got defensively right now. You know you're on the bad side of history when you're one of the few teams, I think the only team in NHL history, to give up seven goals in back-to-back home games. That was Columbus against Carolina, the meltdown to the Hurricanes on Saturday. Uh, The lightning uh, lit them up like a two-week-late Christmas tree uh, the other day. Uh, in that game, uh, seven goals. And look, they are really up against it. They don't have a good blue line to begin with, Columbus. They've not been good at keeping pucks out of their own net all year. And now they've got some injuries to Wierenski and Bayreuther uh, on that blue line. And now they've got two goalies, Tarasov and Merzlikens, unavailable. And that means you got to go to Corpusalo every game, who's had a terrible year for the Columbus Blue Jackets, continues to struggle. Uh, in between the pipes. Corpus Salo, uh, again, now 4.58 goals against average and 8.63 save percentage since the end of October. Those are his numbers. Think about that. Just think about that for a second. 4.58 goals against average and 8.63 save percentage. Those are unsightly uh, numbers. They are absolutely horrendous uh, numbers for Corpus Allo here. So this feels like this. I was tempted to go in with Jets, uh, sorry, with Devils over three and a half team total as well. Like I was thinking a, a triple up here, all three in this spot. Because the one thing the Devils have been able to do is score. Like even against the Boston Bruins, and it helped us with the over there, even though the Devils lost to Boston the other night. I was impressed, you know, with no he sheer and some of the guys they had out. Uh, due to COVID issues, that they got three goals. They got chances. They buried some of them. Jack Hughes continues to play well. Uh, all of a sudden, watch out for that goal-scoring dynamo that is the blue liner, Damon Severson, uh, for the New Jersey Devils. He suddenly scored in back-to-back games for them. The good news for New Jersey is they'll have Heeshear back tonight. It looks like Zaka is still out. Andreas Janssen's still out. Sharon Govich uh, is also still out, as lo- along with Dougie Hamilton. 
But still, at least having Heashier off the protocol list tonight and in the lineup should help Jersey here. So this is Jersey for me. I would I would say now, if you haven't bet him yet, go in regulation instead. Get a better price around even money. And even at six and a half, because I got six minus 120 to the over, uh, at six and a half, I still endorse it. I think we get seven minimum here uh, in this game. And I like over the total with two teams that are scoring and two teams that are and look, that's the concern with New Jersey here. Their defensive play and Mackenzie Blackwood in net hasn't been very sharp and very good either since returning from the break. So goals and bunches probably. This was actually the bet that stuck out to me. The first thing I noticed for the Thursday card was, man, we got to take New Jersey Columbus over. It was the first thing I noticed when I <laughs> handicapped the Thursday card. So uh, that's where we're going here, over the total. Devils in regulation, and I don't mind Devils team total over either uh, in this one. Uh, Jimmy, we'll go to you here now since you're with us. Jimmy Murphy, welcome in. Uh, Tell us what you think of the first three games here. Pittsburgh, Philly, San Jose, Buffalo, and this one here, New Jersey and Columbus. I'll start with the Pittsburgh Philly guys. I mean, who wants to step in front of that Penguins train right now, right? I mean, they look like they're ready to win their 10th in a row, and I I think they will. The problem is you're not getting much value with that right now, but I'll throw it. I'll start it right off with a Jimmy Puck line there and take what I can get. Give me the Penguins minus one and a half. And, and the Flyers right now, I think, are in some deep trouble. They're, like, they're getting to the point where they either need to decide, are we are we going to try and make the playoffs this year? Are we going to just ride it out? And if if they choose the latter, we're going to see some moves, I think, out of Philly soon. So uh, that's what's going on with that game. And San Jose Buffalo, I'm feeling Buffalo tonight, guys. I, I don't like the defense I've been seeing from the San Jose Sharks lately. And I, I don't really bet on the Buffalo Sabres that much at all. I'm not, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but uh, I, I just got a good feel about this for them. I, I think they've been playing a little better. They're not, you know, they're not putting together any big win streaks or anything, but there has been some good signs there specifically from their young guys. And I think with the way the defense is for San Jose, they can step up and take that. And then this one, guys, I'm with you. I see a lot of goals. I'm going to go the first period over and the total over for Jersey and Columbus. There you go. Right to the point there, Jimmy Murphy. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Let's go. A rapid fire. Uh, which is a good thing when we got 11 games on the card. Andrew, uh, what do you like, Jackets and Devils? Well, yeah, the funny thing is, you know, I think we all hate six and a half. So I think I don't, I don't want to put words in your guys' mouth, but six and a half are just annoying compared to six. And we were talking about this yesterday on the show, I think, about the movement and, and you know, probably expecting to see a lot higher totals coming up. But, uh, I'm not too bothered by it in, in that game here with Columbus and New Jersey. And to your point, Ian, about you know switching to regulation, I would agree with that. The price has gotten a little bit crazy. Um, but because of the way the price has gone as far as, far as New Jersey goes, I'm just going to stick with the full game over here, over six and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe Columbus has some fight in them, and I don't think it's going to be just an absolute you know blowout by any means. So I do think we're going to see a little bit of action on both sides, and we will get up and over six and a half. So... You know, those stats you just read, talking about the goaltending injuries and everything else there with Columbus, it's a huge factor. Um, You know, let's not forget, though, Tampa Bay, um, they were motivated big time. They lost three straight games. It was one against Florida and back to back against the Rangers. So they played a hell of a hockey game as well. You know, uh, Vasilevsky stops 20 of 22. That was a big game for Tampa Bay as well. And the good news is for for Columbus. New Jersey ain't no Tampa Bay. Now, I don't say the word ain't very often. I don't usually like to use that word, but they aren't Tampa Bay. Okay, so I think that we're going to see Columbus be able to put the puck in the net at least a couple times. Uh, and I always say it takes two to tango. 
for an over, and I feel like we will get something out of Columbus tonight. All right, next, uh, I agree. I think there'll be a lot of goals here as well. Next up, we got Minnesota and Boston. One of the better games on the uh, slate tonight. We got the Boston Bruins, minus 150 uh, here as home favorites. The total six uh, across the board in this game. Uh, Minnesota, uh, still the key this, uh, with uh, some absences in the lineup right now to deal with going into this game. And a struggling team. You know, Dean Evason just got rewarded with a contract extension. Well, now he's got to navigate his way through his first little bit of turbulence here. Uh, with the Minnesota Wild. Five straight losses for the Wild going into this game. So they need a slump buster, this team at the moment. And uh, I was not impressed with the Winter Classic effort uh, against St. Louis. I thought there was way too much. I don't know what it was. It looked like they were just disconnected for the first two periods. They didn't seem to match the Blues' focus, intensity, execution. You know, it, it seemed like the Blues had the puck you know, for the entire first 40 minutes of that game. It took uh, Minnesota being down 6-2, to two, you know, after the first two periods to finally get some kind of life out of them in response. You know, that really troubled me about Minnesota the other night uh, against uh, St. Louis in the winter. You're supposed, to be, you're supposed to be able to match St. Louis. This is the winter classic, and you're hosting it. So how did you come out like that and play that way uh, in the first uh, 40 minutes of that game? It was really surprising to see that for a team that had lost four in a row as well going into that game. You thought the urgency would be there. You definitely didn't see it off the opening puck drop. Now, again, they do have some key people out. They missed Joel Erickson. That guy had been a good goal scorer for them. Secondary offense. Jordan Greenway, a good, hardworking, tenacious, forechecking type forward. Lays the body on you. And now Cam Talbot is out uh, for this game as well for the uh, Minnesota Wild, which means Kapo Kakinen is probably going to be the starter here for the uh, Minnesota Wild tonight. Uh, in this game we'll see how uh, he uh, performs in between the pipes his numbers this year aren't bad four and two uh, 2.68 goals against 906 save percentage Talbot actually been fighting the puck a little bit lately so you know not playing as well as he did earlier in the season so we'll see what Kockenden can do here in net for the Minnesota Wild Swayman will be in net as announced for the uh, Boston Bruins tonight Uh, Boston they've got their own issues Jake DeBrusque tested positive for COVID-19 he's out Charlie McAvoy out uh, now as well for the uh, Boston Bruins tonight. Uh, so they're a little bit short-handed. Uh, key to, obviously, they're be- one of their best, or if not their best defensemen. And, of course, DeBrusque had been playing better lately before his COVID po- uh, positive test. So uh, definitely uh, concerning there for Boston. Guys, i got to take Minnesota here at the price. I mean, the price that's being offered here at plus 130, I get it they've lost five in a row. Kind of going against my usual theory of when a team's on a losing streak, I don't Uh, bet on them or when a team's on a winning streak I don't bet against them kind of going against that by doing this but this is all about Boston minus 150 against a good team I will repeat with Boston here's the uh, Boston Bruins now lately the three wins were New Jersey Detroit and Buffalo all right here in the new year for this Boston team I mean that's that's the sisters of the poor on their schedule right there (laughs) that they beat uh, in the last three games so I'm not going to make a big deal out of that Uh, They ended up losing to the Islanders. They lost to Vegas. They lost to Vancouver. They lost to Tampa. You get my point. You know, Boston against better teams have had trouble winning games this year. They just haven't. They've beaten up the week, and and they've struggled in the step-up in class games. That's been the Bruins' season uh, so far this year. And with Minnesota, you know, five straight losses. They're going to give some of these young, highly-touted prospects a look in the lineup tonight. Uh, We're expected to see the debuts of both Marco Rossi and Matt Boldy uh, for the Minnesota Wild. Both of these guys, first-round picks 
in the last few years in the draft for Minnesota. Sometimes that youthful energy, guys that have skill, guys that have talent, guys that you expect to be impact players for your franchise for years to come, when you get them in the lineup for the first time, that sometimes sparks the team when you see that. Wouldn't surprise me to see it lead to Minnesota bringing it tonight and maybe getting the victory as well. So I like Minnesota here. Road underdog price, plus 130. The one concern is they're 0-6 against Boston, the last six. I did notice that. They've had a rough time facing the Bruins. But guess what? Those were better Bruins teams. And I think Jimmy will back me up on this. Those were better Bruins teams than this current version uh, of the Boston Bruins in my mind. So I like Minnesota here. And I'm also leaning over six as well with the Bruins and the uh, Wild. Uh, both of them have been trending over lately. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Wild Bruins. Yeah, I mean, I get, you know, some of the injuries for the Wild and, and why they could be an underdog. I mean, I guess I can buy that a bit, but really? This number? I, I mean, what, what are they watching that we're not? You just said it. I mean, kudos to the Bruins. I mean, they're beating the teams they should, and, and they, they are in a win streak right now, and they, they seem to have found their scoring depth. But let's not get carried away here. I mean, those were cupcake schedules there, you know, cupcake teams. So the Bruins – I didn't come into this. I think it's a bad recipe right now because I think, you know, there's, there's a solid chance that some of the Bruins start to think maybe like the odds makers are thinking uh, that this is a game they should win, not that a game that they uh, could steal with the way I look at it. Cause I think Minnesota is a much better team, even with their injuries. And, and also I want to point out two guys, they're bringing two young kids into the lineup tonight, Marco Rossi and Matthew Baldi. Uh, Baldy, a former Boston College star from the Massachusetts area, big Bruins fan. You know he's revved up right now to make his NHL de- debut at TD Garden. And you know Rossi is, too, after everything he went through with the, the heart condition he suffered from COVID. Uh, you know, those are good gold props right there, I think, for the Minnesota Wild. If you want to take a chance, you're going to probably get some great value. Uh, but as far as the game goes here, I'm going Jimmy reverse puck line. Give me wow. the Minnesota Wild. I like a 4-1 victory for them over the Boston Bruins tonight. Yeah, this kind of feels like that Calgary game earlier in the year where yep. Boston was at home and it was a Western Con- – I noticed that too. The Western Conference teams, when they come into the TD Garden, Bruins kind of get that lethargic sleepwalk type of and, performance out of them. And Ian, you're psychic because, you know, I've been, I'm finishing up my preview here as I do this with you guys for the game tonight. And the last time the Bruins had a three-game win streak, was that game against Calgary. That was their next game. And here they are with another three-game win streak. And what do you know? There's a good Western Conference team that I don't think the Bruins really match up against that style right now. You know, this this team can bang too. So I I don't like this at all for the Bruins. I I like what they've been doing lately. But like you said, it was an easy schedule to start out of the break. Yeah. And uh, again, five straight losses for Minnesota. Shame on them if the urgency is not there tonight for them. Yeah. I would expect it to be, though, uh, given their situation. And again, when you get these young kids, Rossi and Boldy, making their debut, you're going to see, I think, that spark everybody. Like next to Kaprizov, who, of course, signed long term in the offseason, mm-hmm. these are the two guys that Minnesota's been waiting on and waiting yeah. for to finally get this NHL look with the big club. And Rossi's and going right to the up. second line center slot. Yep. I mean, right. So obviously they got a lot of faith in him. First I like seeing that stuff. It's they cool should. to see that, eh, Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. And and just give them the confidence, right? Right away. Dean Evison says, you guys are talented. You know what you can do out there on the ice. We're not burying you on a fourth line. We're giving you opportunities. We're going to give you minutes. We're going to give you opportunity. They're probably going to get power play time tonight for the Minnesota wild. That's how you instill confidence in young players. Well done uh, by Dean Evison here. Great coaching there to do this and give them 
uh, meaningful minutes and meaningful positions in the lineup. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Minnesota, Boston? Well, very similar to you guys. I think that you know, as far as, far as price goes, uh, you got to look towards the wild. There's value, and uh, the word value gets thrown around so much. But coming off that Winter Classic letdown for them, where they still fought through the full sixty minutes, but uh, you know they couldn't quite get there. I thought it was still a good effort from the Wild, and you know getting two younger guys in the lineup, and uh, you know both you guys uh, did a great job mentioning that. And what Jimmy said about you know having a player slot in the second line, it kind of reminds me of um, you know kind of like Cole Caulfield with the Montreal Canadiens. You know they they don't want a guy like that, especially with how small he is, playing the fourth or third line. You know uh, he's either up there and on the top two lines, or he's not there at all. You know, and I think it's it's really good to see those guys get up there in the lineup. Um, I, I do like that. I like the over a little bit too, guys. I think we're going to see some goals from both teams here. Um, but one play I'm on as far as a prop goes for tonight, David Pasternak to score a goal here, plus 150. It was nine straight goals without a, a goal. Uh, what Nine straight games, excuse me, without a, ga- a goal from Pasta. He got on the board last game. I tweeted out about a billion uh, Pasta and spaghetti emojis on Twitter. Hopefully we can hit it again. Uh, David Pasternak plus one fifty for me. It's good value for him. He's going to get hot. And that's what and that's the old theory we've said on this show. Like we've been doing this show for five years. Hard to believe, but a lot of the things we've said on this show in the past is when you got a good forward, a talented player, talented goal scorer, it goes in a drought, goes in a rut, and then they finally get that goal to snap the skid. They sometimes get on a run, and you can see that just the floodgates open yeah. for those kind of players. And maybe that's going to happen here now for Pasternak after he snapped his goal-scoring drought the other night against the uh, New Jersey Devils. And a big goal, too. It was the eventual game-winning goal uh, in that game, 4-3 in the final five minutes. So, Jimmy, do you say pasta or pasta? Oh, you're muted. You're muted. It doesn't say anything right I, I now. Think, I think it's a, it's, it's a, it's a mass thing from what I've heard. I say pasta. <laughs> pasta yeah i dated yeah, a girl from from newton mass and she said pasta and made fun of me for calling it's it pasta. a whole east coast though yeah yeah but i noticed when i lived in montreal you have a lot of i don't know i guess it's a canadian thing you guys say pasta huh no it's I'm just massachusetts guy, I, i've talked to a lot of other people oh, in the okay. states that well maybe not just mass but yeah it's funny i nobody that i've ever met in mass has ever said pasta everybody says pasta <laughs> and it's so i just love it because everybody says things differently it's, i think it's cool yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah, because I mean, every announcer, the commentators, if you watch Jack Edwards, pasta, pasta, you know, and then the other guys from like San Jose, they call him Pasternak. Yeah. They just gave <laughs> no pronunciation at all. Yeah, Pasternak. Yeah, it's I've always said David Pasternak and Pasternak, not knack, yeah. knock. Like yeah. knock on he the says Pasternak, yeah. so we'll just go with what David says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's, his, it's his name. It's his well, name. Same with so. Na- Na- Nazem Kadri. There's people that oh, say yeah. Nazem Kadri, but I go yeah. Nazem and Kadri, not Kadri. So there yeah. you go. I mean, that's that's perfect example. There's a bunch of there's millions of those examples, yeah. especially with names in the NHL player Speaking names. Of, he's on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you can go with that, no doubt. And call. By the way, how good we'll get to it Saturday. Saturday's show, which of course we we're we're here on the weekends. We don't yep. we don't go away on weekends. We're here for you on the ice guys on the weekends. How good on Saturday is Toronto, Colorado going to be? I mean, my goodness, that game is going to be terrific uh, on Saturday night. And, of course, uh, we'll break it down Saturday uh, on this show. All right, Calgary, Tampa Bay. we got Tampa Bay minus 175, minus 180. Uh, home favorites here, six the total in this one. Daryl Sutter challenging his team after the loss to Florida the other night, saying, you know, 
we're not at the level we need to be if we think we're a true contender. And the, he basically called out the team saying that, hey, I think we thought we were pretty good. And we kind of found out tonight maybe we're not as good as uh, we think we are uh, after that 6-2 loss to Florida. So a challenge from Sutter. Raise your game. You're playing good teams here. Florida, you're going to play Tampa Bay tonight. Another really good team. Let's see if the Flames respond to the challenge here uh, after the loss to the uh, Panthers uh, the other night. So uh, going to be interesting. Uh, how did they uh, fare here uh, against the uh, Lightning? Uh, you got Tampa Bay uh, after three straight losses, returning home, 7-2 uh, to two, uh, beat down over Columbus to end that road trip. Uh, after losing back-to-back to, back to the Rangers and then the 9-3 shellacking at the hands of the Panthers. So much-needed uh, win, uh, uh, win to snap the losing streak against Columbus. We were all over that on this show the other day. I mean, we all like Tampa Bay puck lines, Tampa Bay team totals, you name it, against Columbus the other day, and it all came in. It just felt like the right spot, right? Teams lost three in a, a row. They're playing a team that ain't defending right now, that isn't keeping the puck out of their own net, and Tampa Bay took advantage of that. Uh, in the 7-2 to win over Columbus. Uh, we'll see how it goes here for Tampa Bay tonight uh, against uh, Calgary. I'm tempted by Calgary a little bit just because of the price. Like, this is another price kind of tempting lean for me with Calgary. I might even get in there with a small play on the Flames here. It's just a big number, and I think they're going to really want to respond with a better performance here uh, in this game against the uh, Lightning uh, tonight after what happened against the uh, uh, Florida Panthers. And let's keep in mind, they still have a good road record this year. Uh, the Calgary Flames, 13-7 and seven, uh, overall uh, away from home. So I probably will have a small play on Calgary. I will have a bigger play. Uh, I, I hate to be the uh, – we're all like that right now, and it's hard not to be with the way these games have trended in the over – like, there will be games that go under uh, in the NHL. Maybe tonight this is one, but when you look at the recent form of both teams, Calgary's gone over in four straight. Tampa Bay is 5-1 and one to the over in their last six games – Head-to-head, the over is cashed in five straight games between the Flames and the Lightning. 5-1, 7-4, 5-4, 6-3, the final scores in those games. I mean, when you see the over craze that is the NHL right now, you see both teams trending in their recent games to the over. You see these teams trending to the over in series history between one another. Hard not to say, yeah, I don't like over. Or hard to say, yeah, I like under. Uh, in a game like this. So I, I would go with over the total here, a six between these two. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Flames, lightning. Yeah, this, you know, I'm with, I kind of sense the flames bouncing back here a bit, guys. I really do. Um, I know the lightning been bit playing better hockey as well, but I don't think this is going to be, you know, anything like we saw with them in Florida. I think that's an anomaly. I, I think this flames team is going to be a team to reckon with as we go down the stretch here. Um, but it's a, it's a tough game to call, and I really do sense that we're going to see a tie at the end of regulation. So I'm going to go with the draw on this. Look at things like advanced um, or expected goals, high danger chances. Flo- Calgary was good against Florida. Calgary had 49 shots. Sergei Bobrovsky was terrific uh, in that game, and and Markstrom wasn't good. Markstrom that was, and Markstrom hasn't you, been all that. Doesn't great. happen now, though, you yeah. know. Yeah. Markstrom hasn't been great since the break, to be honest. He's yeah. been, had some decent moments, but he's also fought the puck a little bit. So that does concern me here when you're playing, obviously, a, a team like Tampa Bay. Um, so we'll see if he can play better. But Calgary played well enough against Florida. They just, Florida put their pucks in the net. Calgary didn't. 
you know, that was the simple part of it. Calgary was generating the chances, but Bobrovsky was really, really sharp in net for Florida that night. I still lean Calgary here at this price. And uh, like I say, with the total, it's for me, these teams are trending over with their recent games and the series history has been trending over as well. So hard to look any other way. Uh, Andrew, uh, Tampa Bay hosting Calgary. Well, you know, for I'll address the comment we have live here. Rich uh, talking about the old fade, the, uh, the team of the star coming back. I don't think that really applies to a team like Tampa Bay just because there wasn't really much juggling and shuffling that had to go on. There's not many teams in the league that you could have Nikita Kucherov on and have him out for several, several weeks and it not be that noticeable. You know, it was noticeable, but it wasn't that noticeable. Him slotting in is just is just adding another gear to their team. It's kind of the way I see it. So, look, I think that I'm a huge what have you done for me lately type guy. Um, and I also don't really get as mad about losses as I do as, you know, if it's a blowout and look at Tampa Bay, two losses to New York. One of them wasn't that close. One of them was close four three. Um, you know, and then that, that loss to Florida obviously was not pretty. But again, it's the Florida Panthers. I'm looking at recent wins here uh, for the Calgary Flames, Seattle Kraken, big whoop, you know, Chicago Blackhawks. I'm not really, I don't really care about that. Don't get me wrong. They've beaten, they've defeated some good teams. They've competed with some good teams, but with Cooch coming back with Vasilevsky, um, you know, not having a good game in his first game back after quarantine, settling in, stopping 20 and 22. I like Tampa tonight. So I'm on them. Um, This is the thing, you know, giving out picks and doing shows and stuff. I wanted to play them last night at minus 145. I knew that line would shoot up. So I had to wait till today because it's so high. I'm now on the regulation. So, um, you know, Hey, if I don't hit my regulation wager on Tampa, I hope Jimmy wins his tie. (laughs) I I agree with that to some degree with Calgary. It's been a little bit of a light schedule uh, in their last few games that in terms of the victories uh, that they've put together, uh, yes, Kucherov is back. I mean, that's just a bad job by me not even mentioning that. Uh, but, I've just, you know, when you're trying to get all kinds of info and back. data in. Yeah, exactly. Kucherov is back. And they figured he'd be back tonight or Saturday. Uh, but he's ready to go. He's cleared. They say he feels good enough to be in there. Uh, and he will be in the lineup for uh, Kucherov. Or Kucherov will be yeah. in the lineup here. Guys, I want to add, too. Uh, let me throw in a goal prop on Blake Coleman for this game as well. Going to get a Stanley Cup ring tonight. Going back against his old team, who you know, yep. said, look, we got to part ways. It wasn't anything personal, it was obviously cap issues, but you know, some motivation there for him to put the puck in the net. So, let's see what happens, Jimmy. Definitely. That is so awesome. You said that. My buddy, before we started this show, he texted me, he's like, Blake Coleman sniping one tonight. That is so awesome. I love <laughs> that. Go. Yeah, it's a good angle, man. It's a good, it's angle. good sign. Yeah, definitely. But obviously, Coot, I mean, it's not like they need more scoring with Point and Palat and Kalor. Although Stamkos may not play. He's uh, day-to-day right now. Yeah. Game-time decision, uh, it looks like right now for uh, the captain uh, of the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight, Stamkos. So uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, he may or may not play. I, I have to announce tonight. an NHL thing that just came out. I don't know if you guys probably saw it. Jimmy, you might have seen it pop up or something. Nick Ritchie has just been waived. Yeah. He's just been away from the Maple Leafs. One goal in 30-something games. Wow. I thought he was going to be the next Hyman. Yeah, There's a lot of other guys that have played like their next Hymans. Michael Bunting and now Ilya Mikheyev's come yep. back for them. And look at the, the – Ilya Mikheyev's play since coming back is what made Richie dispensable. Yeah. But hats off to Jimmy because, Jimmy, you know, I think you had some good things to say about him but also some bad things, I think. And I think that looking at the speed that Richie has – 
How does he keep up with Matthews yeah. and Marner? That was a difference. And, and look at look at the other night there. How many times did he get caught uh, behind the play? I and mean, I think that's one of the reasons, guys, really. I think that was a, the nail in the coffin. Like, if you go back and really focus on his game, he was nowhere to be found when he was out there. He was always behind the play. He was, he was roaming. If you're that slow, you can't roam because you, you're never going to catch up. You're already behind the play. So uh, I wasn't surprised by that. I'm telling you right now, you guys, the Leafs right now look dynamite. There's no other way around it. They look absolutely phenomenal. And it's at the point now where if this is another godforsaken first-round playoff exit for this team coming up yeah. in the spring, Leaf fans are going to be looking for that. I hate to be cryptic, but it's like they're going to be looking for the nearest bridge. They're going to become half fans. fans Seriously, yeah. Oh, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a Florida Panthers fan in the first round. That's what I'm going to be. Go Panthers, like if, go. <laughs> if they're putting together this kind of regular season again now, and, and they're doing it against a tougher schedule now. Remember, it was the Canadian division uh, mm-hmm. last year. Now they're playing everybody. So you're getting to play your Floridas and your Tampas and you know a lot of other good teams this yeah. year. And if they have run it up and continue, and because they look awesome right now, but they have this great regular season and they spit the bit again in the first round. I oh don't think it's gosh, the fan base. Could you imagine it? Could yeah, you imagine it? I think Florida could beat them, but I think this is the best team the Leafs have had in a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, guys. And there's something to be said about complete heartbreak the year before. You know, yeah. I, I've seen it twice here. I saw the, the Red Sox lose in heartbreaking fashion to the Yankees, then go down 3 nothing in that series in 04 and come back and win that. And I saw the Boston Bruins blow a 3 nothing lead in 2010 to the Flyers and then come back and make that run in the Stanley Cup. I don't think those following seasons happen or end in championships – Without mm-hmm. the heartbreak they suffered the year before. And I, I, I think that's what's th- driving the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. That's why I think this will be different. But wasn't that, that the be- same story last year? I mean, it's been since I was 10 years old. I, I haven't even been on. I don't even think it's been, what, 13 years? Yeah, but 3-1 to the Habs, you're yeah, up. That's, and then, that's different. That's different. Yeah. Yeah, that's your different. arch rival. I mean. Pain per side. Yeah, that was. But to your point, it- Ian, and this is coming from a Habs fan. Not getting that done for them in the, you know, they called it a Mickey Mouse division, um, you know, and then the Habs ended up, you know, coming out of it and beating Vegas. But for them not getting it done in the North division, now they might have to play a team like Florida. That's what it's looking like. Isn't I think I think right now that's what the playoff picture is. Florida or it might end up being Tampa Bay. Those are not easy teams to play in the first round. <laughs> that's for yes. sure. No, you're not going to have an easy first round. You're probably not going to have an easy first round game if you're the Leafs. You're right. You're going to get someone pretty competent that if you don't play well, they can beat you. And if Matthews and Marner go into the tank in a first round series like last year, that they definitely can beat you. So, you know, that's the thing you worry about for sure if you're Toronto. Great point. Great comparison by Rich in our chat who has, has been with us every day in the chat lately. We appreciate him. I think he's only found the show over the last month or so. But thank you. We appreciate it. Rich is always with us here saying Tampa Bay was swept by Columbus and look what's happened since. Yeah. You need that bitter, painful. Yeah. The year they won the president's trophy and they dominated the regular season. Yeah. There's definitely parallel yes, Tampa yeah. was sweeping, getting swept by Columbus, bouncing back Toronto running through the regular season last year and then losing to Montreal after a three, one series lead. So good comparison there. Maybe it's just, it fueled them so much that loss last year that maybe they've learned from it. Uh, the Leafs, but we'll find that out in April. We've still got months to go before we get there. All right, but where we got to go next is the next game, Florida, Dallas. We've got Florida minus 130 road favorites, six, six and a half, the total uh, in this game. Uh, it would be Florida or nothing for me. I mean, your guess is as good as mine what Dallas is going to do tonight. They haven't played in forever. 
uh, off a long COVID-19 pause and layoff. Who knows how sharp they're going to be uh, in this game tonight. Uh, and look, they've still got, a, a looks like a couple of uh, absences potentially for this game, although it looks like Ben might still be good to go. Actually, it looks like Ben is good to go. Ben was the question mark for Dallas, whether he'd play, but it looks like he's good to go. So it actually looks like all hands on deck. This is about as healthy as the Dallas Stars have been in a while, but they've also been uh, out of action for a while, and Florida's just found ways to win. Yeah, Bobrovsky in net, who was, as I just mentioned, outstanding in the win against Calgary uh, the other night. He faced 49 shots uh, and did a terrific job in that game. Uh, Braden Holpe in net for Dallas. Actually had a solid year for them. Uh, 2.44 goals against average, 9.22 uh, save percentage. However, he does come into this game having lost each of his last three starts and a 3.4 uh, goals against average during that span. So Holpe hasn't been quite as good lately here. I would still lean to, uh, Florida here. This could be because I think Dallas still at home is tough. Maybe they score a couple of goals, maybe to be safe, a team total instead on Florida, but even still at minus 130, there's too many question marks and there's more concerns. Like if you ask me right now, I think Dallas doesn't play well because of the pause more than all oh, they're rested. They play well tonight because of the pause and they're playing a very good Florida team. So I would only look at Florida here, minus 130. Any thoughts, Jimmy, on Panthers and Stars? Yeah, you know, I, I you can't step in front of this Panthers train right now, as far as I'm concerned, kind of like the Penguins. Uh, I, li I like the Panthers in this. I'm going to go Jimmy Puck line on the Florida Panthers. You look at Florida, too, coming out of the break, you guys. Uh, four, nine, five, six. Those were the goals they scored in those four games. Yeah. Four, nine, five, six. That's why that team total three and a half at a plus price. It's calling my name, I think. That Panthers team total tonight over three and a half. Uh, Andrew, what do you like here? Florida, bad. Dallas. Yeah, short and simple for me. Uh, I'm riding what pretty much was really profitable for me last week. The first, these teams returning their first game, first period over. Florida, Dallas. Look, there's some juice on it, but it's worth it. If it hits, it hits. Minus 140. Dallas, Florida, first period over one and a half. Yeah, that's true. Off the layoff, defense is usually shaky, uh, and that's the worst thing when a team hasn't played in a while. So, And you could see that definitely early in the game. So over one and a half first period for Andrew with Panthers and it's Stars. It's crazy, guys. I thought that yeah. there, were, there were still some teams that I – th I thought that we were done like a couple of days ago with the teams that haven't played a game yet. And then more teams just kept popping up I forgot about. Yeah. And then here the Dallas Stars are, and like Terry's saying, 17 days off. Long time. Yeah, there's still some, you know, as well with Montreal, among others, you know. Well, Montreal's played one, I should say. They played but since it, the big. It was pretty much the Montreal Rocket, like we've called yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but they're, they're still, you know, teams that, uh, you know, they've been out for a while here. So uh, we'll end up and see. But Dallas, definitely. Dallas, they hadn't played prior to this game. Dallas's last game uh, was December 20. Uh, you know, that was their last game. So that's a long time ago since the last time we've seen the Dallas Stars uh, in action. So, like I say, and to Andrew's point, liking the first period over, it's usually been the defense that has struggled more for these teams that have come off the long pause and the long layoff, uh, and it's been dictated in the results. So we'll see if that continues to be the case here tonight for the uh, Dallas Stars, if they struggle a little bit at the back end. Uh, going in, on the defensive end of the ice going into this uh, game tonight. Uh, before we get to our next game, we want to mention, of course, a DraftKings Sportsbook official a sports betting partner uh, of the NHL. Again, if you're a new customer, take advantage of this great offer because it is really 
something that you should be able to cash in on with DraftKings. New customers, you can bet just $1 on any NHL game, win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. It's that simple. Uh, if, Dra- if DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings daily fantasy hockey contests. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game. Win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code THPN. All right, Winnipeg, Colorado next up. we got Colorado minus 220, home favorites here, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, very simple. I like the over here, uh, six and a half. with the Even at six and a half with these two teams, I like it. I still stand by my thought that Winnipeg is – under Dave Lowry, they want to be a very aggressive team offensively. They want to move the puck quickly up the ice. They want to be attack-minded. And look, that's the way they want to play. And I don't know if they're going to revert based on the fact they're playing Colorado, who, of course, you know, can play that way as well with the best of them. And obviously, Colorado, they've been magnificent of late, uh, eight, seven and one in their last eight games. Uh, they've been uh, obviously gotten a lot healthier as well uh, during this stretch of time. Uh, the only significant absence up front is Valerie Nachushkin. Uh, other than that, they got everybody healthy. Landeskog, Rantanen, McKinnon. The blue line now is solidified for Colorado, which is great to see. An incredibly diverse, versatile blue line. Devon Taves, Kale McCarr, Bowen Byram, Samuel Gerrard. Eric Johnson is actually healthy now as well. Ryan Murray. I mean, they got everybody. That's Jack Johnson's the one guy that's uh, out for Colorado. So, and look, Winnipeg's last game with Arizona stayed under. That's more Arizona. Arizona, you know, didn't want to trade chances with Winnipeg. Winnipeg, I don't think, was all that sharp, all that locked in during that game against the Coyotes either. They will be, I think, in this game when Colorado is your opponent. So I think there'll be plenty of pace, plenty of chances, and plenty of opportunities for both teams to find uh, the back of the net uh, here uh, in this game tonight. As far as goaltenders go, uh, in this one, Kemper's already been confirmed for Colorado, and certainly you would expect Connor Hellebuck to be in net for Winnipeg, but still like over the total here in this one, even at six and a half, because I think you're going to see uh, these teams find their way to trading chances. And by the way, uh, three of the last four meetings in Colorado between these teams uh, have uh, ended up uh, going over the total. So I think we'll have a chance to uh, see that happen uh, here tonight. And this was as far as a side goes, uh, I'm not involved, but I'm not stepping in front of Colorado uh, at the moment. Jimmy, what do you think here? Winnipeg, Colorado. Yeah, this is an interesting one, right? I mean, look, nobody's going to question that. Uh, we we went over this yesterday. I mean, that was an amazing way for them to win the other night with that amazing Cal McCarr goal, and it was great, and the drama was great and all that. But, you know, when you look at that game, guys, there wasn't a lot to like about this defense, who I agree with you, is so deep on paper, but they got really sloppy as that game went on, allowed Chicago to get back in it. So I'm right with you, Ian. I see a lot of goals in this. I'm not going to touch the side right now, but I'm going to do the first period over and the total over. I'm also going to take 
team total over for the Colorado Avalanche. So three oh, overs. There you go. First period over, full game over, and a team total for Colorado over, which is uh, over three and a half minus one thirty uh, with that right now. Uh, Andrew, uh, Avalanche hosting the Jets. Yeah, well, I mean, I mentioned it yesterday on the show that uh, and I emphasized it. You know, these forwards for Colorado, they have to cover the blue line pretty much immediately because sometimes these defensemen forget their defensemen and they jump in, you know, as if they're a fourth forward. And, and I think that continuously backfires. If you look at the goals that get scored against Colorado, it's very rarely, you know, five on five offensive zone type goals. It's always off the rush, off a turnover, a three on two, two on one odd man. Um, that's what happens to them. So I think in this instance, we've got two teams, obviously a divisional game, but one of these teams in Winnipeg, I think is farther down in that list and then has not as many wins as I expected them to have this year. They've dealt with some injuries and stuff like that, but um, I like the over. Let's uh, let's not try and reinvent the wheel here. Wash, rinse, repeat until we see a good defensive game out of Colorado. And guys, too, I mean, Ian, you've been saying it a lot, you know, that the up-tempo game they've been playing under Lowry in Winnipeg. So now you combine that with what Andrew was just talking about with a bunch of Colorado guys pinching all the time. And it's going to be easy for that puck to go back in an odd man rush a lot tonight. So we could see a lot of that. I wouldn't want to be a goalie. Yeah, it's not like the Jets don't have uh, forwards that can put a puck in the net with Ehlers and with uh, Shifley and company. Uh, definitely a lot. Dubois, who's playing much better this year. Connor, of course. Uh, lots of firepower up front for the Winnipeg Jets uh, as well. And the coach wants them to play more aggressive offensively, Dave Lowry. So this should be a fun one to watch here tonight uh, with the uh, Jets uh, and uh, the Avalanche here in this one. All right, we go to Chicago and Arizona. Uh, Chicago minus 155 road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this one. Um, uh, this is actually, the, there's not many games where I don't have a bet on it right now. This is one of them. Uh, Chicago and Arizona. I think Chicago wins. I don't hate Chicago in regulation. It's probably the way I'd lean in this game. I was impressed with their effort, even in a losing cause against Colorado uh, the other night. Uh, Debrinket played outstanding in that game. I certainly don't. Uh, I certainly think Chicago's got the capabilities to beat this uh, downtrodden Arizona team. Um, but uh, there's better opportunities, better uh, bets on the board than in this game for me. So I'm going to pass with just a lean for Chicago and regulation here. Uh, Jimmy, anything here? Blackhawks, Coyotes. Yeah, this is this is a Jimmy Murphy pass as well, man. I, I don't have a feeling on this. I, I, like I I mean, the, the Blackhawks weren't great defensively the other day either. No. And, they, you know, I think they took advantage of some weak defense, like we just said, to get back into that game. And then Arizona's Arizona. I don't know. Not a game I'm interested in. Yeah, I'll say this, though, about Arizona. We do say that. Arizona's Arizona. But the last four games – one goal loss to the Rangers, overtime loss to Anaheim, mm -hmm. shootout loss to San Jose, admirable effort against Winnipeg. Hell, they had the net empty extra attacker to try to tie the game, Arizona, the other night against Winnipeg. So they've been hanging in games. So that's why I lean Blackhawks in regulation. But, boy, I mean, that's it's not a sure thing right now. Well, Arizona's been competitive. That's a good you know, point, Ian. I mean, obviously now we're getting in a time of year where guys are fighting for their jobs, right? And, you know, yeah. you got guys pushing from below – or they could be on the trade wire. So, you know, these players know that there's not going to be many people left on that NHL roster by the time this season's over. This team's going to get completely dismantled. They already are. I mean, Billy Arms is just stockpiling draft picks right now. So maybe a lot of these guys are trying to either impress the coach and management and say, I want to stay here, or maybe they're trying to increase their trade value. Who knows? But they know that their status is up in the air. So you might see a, a peskier team from Arizona going forward. 
Yeah, and uh, certainly she's seen evidence of that here uh, in these last few games from them. Uh, Andrew, have you got anything here? Chicago, Arizona. You know, I have a really small play just on the over because, number one, we don't really see low totals like this anymore. It's, at, it's still at five and a half, I believe. Is it five? And, yeah, five and a half. We're seeing a lot of sixes on the board right now tonight. And it's kind of just following the theory that I've kind of been running for a while. When you have two teams that are kind of bottom of the pack, especially a team like the Coyotes, when you play a team like Chicago that's known to give up goals, I don't care what anybody says. Uh some might say players get up for, you know, games if it was the Coyotes against, let's say, Tampa Bay or, you know, a Colorado and stuff like that. But I think the Coyotes will get up for a game against Chicago because it's a winnable game. Um, you're, you're not playing a team that's going to absolutely dominate you. And look, I, I've never been an NHL player. I've never been you know, an athlete at any, you know, high level like that. But I know that these guys do know, you know who they're playing. And uh, if I'm in warmups, and I'm skating around listening to music. I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Tonight's a winnable game, for, and if I'm an Arizona player, I think we'll see goals on both ends here. I think I like the over here, over five and a half. All right, so a small bet at over five and a half here for Andrew with uh, Chicago uh, and uh, Arizona. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how they go, how this one uh, fares here. Uh, but right now, again, keep in mind, too, with the uh, Coyotes, uh, you know, it looks like they've got some players working their way back from the COVID issues they've had. Uh, it looks like Christian Fisher, uh, Leah Bushkin, uh, and look at your, your buddy out there on the East Coast, uh, Andrew, Liam O'Brien, who was on the uh, COVID list there for uh, Arizona. Looks like he's back as well for them. So a couple of reinforcements, at least, for the uh, Coyotes. Uh, higher chances of a fight taking place now, at least, with uh, Liam <laughs> O'Brien back. It's funny. Yeah. Sometimes we would say, like, we would like message, like, I got to be careful what I say, but we, we would always joke around saying, I wonder if we can find a fight prop somewhere. Will there be a five minute major somewhere if he's in the lineup? You know, last year, when especially when he was playing for Colorado, when he was getting in the lineup, we were like, all right, let's try and find any book we can to see if we can bet on a five minute major. Because usually if he was in there, that's what he was doing. But he's kind of turned into a, into a different role than just a fighter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A good one here coming up in the late night hours. New York Rangers and Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Vegas minus 150, uh, home favorites here. The total uh, right now six shaded to the under uh, in this game. When you look at it for Vegas, uh, you know, you got to be impressed with this team's effort. They've lost two in a row to Winnipeg and Nashville, but, you know, we talk about who they've been without and still without, of course, Stone, Pacioretty, Alec Martinez on the blue line. Uh, Robin Leonard's also out indefinitely. Uh, right now and to make matters even actually Robin Leonard might be back to the he is actually he's back tonight uh, and confirmed in nets for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights so uh, good news on that front Robin Leonard returning uh, for Vegas which is important because their backup goalie uh, Laurent Brossois, uh is now day-to-day for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights so it would have been either go to the young kid Logan Thompson again in net had uh, had Leonard not been ready to return tonight but it looks like Leonard uh, we'll be in between the pipes here for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights tonight in this game. Um, Rangers have won three in a row. They suffered a tough shootout loss just before the Christmas break to this Vegas team at Madison Square Garden, 3-2. Shootout loss in that game. I like the Rangers here. I do. I think starting this road trip, uh, they go through Anaheim and L.A. Uh, on this road trip following this game. They've won three in a row. They beat Tampa twice, which is very impressive. One of those games was in Vasilevsky's return. To the lineup and they shut out the lightning for nothing in that game beat the oilers 4-1 uh, in their last game i like the confidence level of this rangers team ryan strome chris Kreider, mika zabanajad don't look now but alexi lafreniere 
is starting to get his game per, uh, amped up again for the Rangers, which is uh, good to see. I like the way their young blue line continues to keep on getting better, led, of course, by Adam Fox, Ke'Andre Miller. Uh, that Ryan Lindgren's pretty good, too. That guy is a punishing open ice hitter. I mean, that's what you notice about Ryan Lindgren's game as well uh, for the New York Rangers. And, of course, you're uh, backstopped by uh, a guy that has obviously had one of the uh, best, better seasons in the NHL from a goaltending standpoint this year uh, in Igor Shosturkin. Georgiev was very good uh, the other night against the Oilers, uh, but I would expect Shosturkin to be back in net tonight for the Rangers. And, of course, he's had a magnificent season uh, for New York uh, overall this year, 15 and four record, 936 save percentage, 2.09 goals against average, just eye popping numbers for Igor Shesterkin and net live road underdog, I think. And look, Vegas now, we've seen in two home games in a row, they can be beaten at T Mobile Arena. And you're talking about Martinez on the blue line, Pacioretty and Stone up front. And when you play good teams, you can beat the weaker teams sometimes without some of those guys. It's harder to do it. Uh, against some of the better teams. So at this price here, Rangers plus 130. Count me in with New York here in this one. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Rangers and Golden Knights? Yeah, I'm with you, Ian. I love the Rangers in this one. Um, look, I mean, let's not forget, Vegas has still got some injuries there. Uh, and the Rangers, like you said, are just on a roll. They're playing good, solid, sound hockey. You know, they're not cheating on plays, but yet they're still using finesse out there. You know, you, you, can, you can still get some really nice goals from some of these guys. Uh, and then their goaltending has been superb and Gallant too. I mean, he's going to be revved up going into Vegas. He's going to want to win uh, and beat his old team. And uh, you got Ryan Reeves who's returning to Vegas yeah. for the first time. Are we going to see him drop the gloves against one of his old teammates? That could be interesting. Might be a fun prop to throw down there. So, uh, you know, I, I like the Rangers in this. I think this is a statement game for them. They're going out there, you know, playing a team that a lot of people think could come out of the West, and they could very well do that. But I like the Rangers in this one. Give me them on the money line. Yeah, and no Panarin again for the Rangers, but they found ways to win without him the last few games. And uh, that's because they've got that uh, very, very good array of options offensively up front where you lose Panarin, you lose the bread man, but you still have a bunch of other players that can make an impact for you. And the Rangers definitely have that. Yeah, I mean, and they came up short against Vegas and a shootout just recently at Madison Square. So, yep. And they got a good road record. The Rangers have always been one of those teams, even when uh, David Quinn was coaching them, they were a better road team a lot of times, and they're 12-7 and seven this year uh, on the road. So a nice, solid road record uh, for the Rangers uh, this year. And look, this is one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference right now based on where they are in the standings. They've earned it. Uh, very impressed with what I've seen from the Rangers. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, New York and Vegas? Yeah, a lot to uh, unfold in this game, a lot of emotional stuff. I think that... Uh... You know, I talk about, you know, these players being, you know, real humans just like us. They do regular things just like us. They have emotions and they're going to be happy to be back. Reeves did a lot for the community. Uh, a lot of these fighters, it seems like to be they're the nicest guys out there, it seems like. And Reeves did a lot for the community in Vegas. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys uh, in Galand as well, you know, um, did a lot for the team. Great coach for them, I thought. Obviously, it didn't work out. But um, you look at just the price wise, everybody seems to be shocked about this price. And, you know, I, I think that I actually might be a little bit on the other end just because I kind of think that that Vegas has more depth than people give them credit for. I, I think that it's not just one or two guys. It seemed like I, I know you guys aren't saying this, but I know I've seen a lot of people saying, saying, you know, um, you know, no stone, no max. OK, you know, Vegas is going to lose. 
I, I disagree. I think they're a lot better of a team than just two players because if that was the case, they they would you know they would they wouldn't win some of the games they do. And I know they have some defensive stuff as well, but I, I think they could win this game. But I'm going to look towards their team total here. Um, you can get two and a half, or you can take a little plus price on the three and a half. But I think we'll see Vegas get some goals here tonight. Um, maybe you'll see a full game over as well. But I think we'll see Vegas get theirs. Just a matter of uh, what New York can do, because I think uh, Vegas is kind of being under talked about tonight. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, Nicholas Waugh is one of the key guys that has been the reason why they've had some depth without Pacioretty and Stone, and he's a game time decision. And if you have no Pacioretty and Stone now, you have maybe no Nicholas Waugh. You know, then that that could hurt uh, Vegas a little bit even more because Waugh's been one of those guys that stepped up. You're going to need to Don off. You're going to need Marcia So Smith, Carlson. Those guys are going to have to have a big night for you. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. Waugh's been one of those guys that's been a bright light for the Vegas Golden Knights with the absences they've had up front. And now he's a, a game-time decision for the game tonight. So we'll see if he's able to suit up tonight for Vegas. But this is a very good hockey game. Looking forward to it here uh, tonight, Rangers. Uh, and Golden Knights. All right, Anaheim, Detroit. Uh, we've got to Anaheim hosting Detroit. Anaheim minus 130. Uh, home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Um, Detroit with the win against San Jose, six to two uh, in their last game. We'll see if they can carry that over here uh, as they uh, are about to go on the road here to face this uh, Anaheim Ducks team. Uh, when you look at it for uh, Detroit, they've not exactly played very well on the road this year. That would bother me here. Four and 11 on the road for the Detroit Red Wings uh, this year. And look, the Ducks, they went through a little bit of a rough patch, four straight losses. Although I, I got to say, three of those losses, like the Arizona loss before the uh, Christmas break was a bad loss. But the three other losses were Vancouver, who, when they were red hot in the first few games under Bruce Boudreaux. Vegas was another of the losses. We know they're a good team. Colorado was another of the losses. They were a good team. So it's not like Anaheim's losing streak was against some bad teams. They were losing the quality competition. And now they face Detroit after snapping their losing streak with a win against Philadelphia the other night. They still have a bunch of absences. That's the one concern. I mean, they've got they're, they're absolutely ravaged at center ice, you guys. Adam Henrique, Derek Grant, Ryan Getzlaff, Sam Carrick, all centers, all out on COVID protocol. Uh, for them right now. So that's concerning. But the good news is Trevor Zegras has been taken off the protocol list. He's exited COVID protocol and should be back tonight for Anaheim. That helps. So uh, a lot of people bet in Detroit here. Uh, I wouldn't be doing that, uh, especially with that 4-11 and road record. And now with Zegras back, that's significant. Pair him with Terry. You maybe have enough there for Anaheim to overcome it. Didn't bet the game. It's a pass, but small lean for me to the Ducks now at the better number because you could have gotten... Minus 145, minus 150 is where this was on Anaheim. And now you're seeing minus 120 to minus 125 on Anaheim. So uh, there's definitely been a price adjustment. I think it's too big of a price adjustment at this point. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Detroit, Anaheim? Yeah, guys, I jumped on this puck line early this morning. Now, and it is starting to change a bit there. But I, I just – Anaheim's in better form to me. I, I know Detroit is up and down, but I, I just like Anaheim at home. Uh, I like what even with some of the injuries they have, I know they're hurting up the middle, but still with these young guys, the way they're playing there. I mean, you look at Terry the other night, that was just sensational. Uh, and I, I could see him doing that again to a Detroit defense that is uh, Jekyll and Hyde. You know, uh, they're they're thinking a little more offense these days as well. So it, it could be sloppy game and defensive ends there. I, I might lean towards an over, um, but I'm going to stick with the Jimmy Puck line on this. 
Yeah, I, he that he might not be back tonight. Zegers potentially. Uh, the site I use for this kind of info is pretty damn good. They're not wrong very often, but I've okay. got him in tonight, Trevor Zegers. So hmm. keep an eye on that. Uh, Stolarz definitely is the goalie, by the way, tonight for Anaheim. Okay. His numbers are good. I mean, six two and two, two point one three goals against average, nine thirty two save percentage. You know, we got to stop referring to him as a below average backup option. He's played like a very good backup goalie this year for uh, yeah. the Anaheim Ducks. And of course he's going to get the start because uh, Gibson has, uh, is, I think Gibson's been added to COVID protocol. It looks mm-hmm. like, yes. So uh, that could be uh, uh, an issue right I'll now. I'll tell you what, Yahoo fantasy hockey uh, still has Zegers on IR. They won't let him, they won't let me put him into my lineup. Wow. Yeah. He's exited protocol and the site, the sites that I'm seeing have him on the top, uh, in the lineup and uh, on their top six okay, tonight. Good to know. So, but keep an well, eye that, on that. That makes me say Anaheim yeah. even more. Yeah. They've got him with Max Comtois, Zegris, and Terry. Yeah. On the top I... line tonight. Wow. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks, which is one hell of a top line. Look, Max Comtois has got great skill. Great. Zegris is out official from the Ducks. Okay. Oh. Says Caro. So, all right. Well, like if the coach is saying he's out, then we got to believe the coach. Yeah. Well, okay. I see it now. We'll not play tonight. He's out of COVID yeah, protocol. He's out of COVID yeah. protocol, but now listed as day to day. So, yeah, you weren't he's wrong dead. about him being out of COVID, Ian, but yeah. you were wrong about him playing tonight. <laughs> he is out. That is con- confirmed. He is not playing tonight, Trevor yeah. Zegers. So uh, that that that's probably why then we've seen the slew of Detroit money. But uh, I'm, that's why I'm passing the game. I made the right decision to pass because I was leaning Anaheim, but now without Zegers, I'm a little more lukewarm on that. So pass for me, uh, Andrew. You got anything here? Uh, Red Wings and Ducks. You know, I actually like the Red Wings here. I think it's a good price, and uh, I'm looking to kind of bet against this Ducks team in their next several games here on the schedule. So I, I just, I don't know, call me a hater, but I just don't know if they can maintain what they did in the first month and a half, two months of the NHL season. So uh, I think in some spots like this, we're going to get a, a young team like Detroit that has speed and proven they can do well. We'll see if they can do it tonight. We will. I mean, that was a good win against San Jose, and I took Detroit the other night against San Jose uh, at home in that game, I figured they got to get a win here. They're going on a road trip out West after that San Jose game. Uh, and they came to play and we're good. We'll see if they can bring that kind of performance tonight uh, against Anaheim. All right. F- 200 live viewers, by the way, on YouTube, we haven't had that very often hit the like button. We appreciate it. Uh, everyone tuning in here to the ice guys on this big Thursday card with 11 games. And we have reached the 11th and final game of this Thursday card, Nashville and Los Angeles. We've got the, uh, Predators minus 135 road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. The uh, Nashville Predators, one of the surprises really of this season, 21 and 13. They have certainly played far better than I ever expected uh, coming into the year. Uh, They've now won two in a row uh, against Chicago and Vegas. Uh, We'll see if they can carry it over here. Eight and two in their last 10 games against the Kings, who suddenly have won three of their last four. They went through a little bit of a, a funk for a bit, but they beat Washington. They lost to Vegas, no shame in that. And then they beat the Canucks and the Flyers in back-to-back games. Uh, should be an interesting one to see how this one goes. But uh, Nashville uh, expected to have Soros uh, in between the pipes. And uh, no uh, confirmed goalie yet for L.A., but expected to be Jonathan Quick uh, for them uh, going into this game. Uh, like I say with the Predators, it's been very impressive to see uh, how they've played. Uh, Philip Forsberg, of course. Uh, scored uh, two of the goals Tuesday night in the victory against Vegas. Uh, you know, with him back, they're certainly better. Uh, Trenton's been good. Uh, by the way, keep a look on this here. Uh, Tanner Janot for the Nashville Predators. Uh, start looking at goal scorer props with him 
this guy has really been a spark for the Predators of late. He's found the back of the net. He's always getting chances. He's always around the front of the net, the dirty areas of the ice. It's where you got to go to score goals. So keep an eye on him. And don't forget that name, Tanner Janot, for the Nashville Predators, playing quite well right now. Uh, maybe someone you target for value for goal-scoring props. Lean is to Nashville here in this game, but minus 135, don't love the price. And uh, by the way, there's this one series history where it actually has trended to the under for the last five Meetings with these two teams have gone under the total. Predators have dominated the series history eight and one in the last nine times they've played the LA Kings. So I lean Nashville, but probably going to stay off with the price being where it is minus one thirty-five in this one. Uh, Jimmy, uh, what are your thoughts here? Predators Kings. Another one. I mean, Nashville, right? I mean, at what point am I going to finally buy into these guys? I think it's now. Uh, give me a Jimmy puck line on the Nashville Predators here. And, man, uh, Saros is another guy, right? We don't talk about him much, but you might want to look at some Vesna Trophy odds for him right now for a future uh, because I think he's climbing right up the ladder there. Yeah, I mean, it's been – he's had a great season, and he's a good goalie. Yeah, uh, it was consistency. Really talks about him. Yeah, it was consistency, Jimmy, with him earlier in his career. He'd have some great games, and he'd have some clunkers as well. He's been a lot more consistent one night to the next, 17-9-2. and two. Uh, his record this year, 2.23 goals against, 921 save percent. He was phenomenal. He's the main reason that lead stood stood up against Vegas the other mm-hmm. night, 3-2. to two. 41 saves on 43 Golden Knight shots uh, in that game. Great night in net for Saros and continuing what's been a pretty good season for him. Uh, Andrew, what are your thoughts here, Nashville, LA? I'm going to give it a big old X here. It's a pass for me on this game. All right, it's a pass for Andrew in this one. That's kind of the way I felt. Like, I, I don't want to go against Nashville, but coming off the big win with Vegas, minus 135, but I certainly won't not don't want to go against them right now. It's been an impressive run of hockey, 8-2 and two in the last 10 for the Predators. Uh, great stuff. What a, I love these shows with so many games. It's just great analysis. You talk everything out, and you feel better about your picks going into night and your bets. That's the way I always feel when we have these big shows for the bigger slates here on the Ice Guys. But great stuff with Andrew and with Jimmy. Uh, let's wrap up the show as we always do with best bets. Uh, Jimmy, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you like here for uh, a good call, Jimmy? Blues and Penguins. We got to actually take a minute here to uh, definitely congratulate Jimmy for nailing the shit out of that game last night. <laughs> he liked the over as his best bet. Yeah. He liked Jordan Cairo to score. He liked Evan Rodriguez to score. They both get on the score sheet, find yeah. the back of the net. I got so the first go, period Jimmy. over too. I ended up adding that at the last minute. Yeah, that game treated me well, and I, thankfully, because the other game did not treat me that well. I know, guys, I ate it on that with the minus two and a half. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm conflicted here, guys. I, I really, like I said, I'm really high in the wild tonight. Um, but I think I'm going to go west with the late game there and say the Rangers is a, a money line underdog in Vegas. All right, New York Rangers plus 130 against Vegas. I certainly like the price. I like the spot. Vegas is still shorthanded, and – now we've seen them lose two in a row with some of these key players out. The Winnipeg loss, the Nashville loss. Will it stretch into tonight? We'll see. Jimmy liking the Rangers plus 130 against Vegas uh, for his best bet. Uh, Andrew, uh, what do you like here for uh, best bet, which has been good for you lately on this show? Yeah, I'll try and keep it going. I'm, I'm kind of going to the chalkboard here today with this one, but uh, it's one that worked all the way dating back, you know, last week, week and a half. Uh, Dallas, Florida, first period over one and a half, Ian. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't try and fix it here. I look for Dallas. Haven't played a game in a very long time. Uh, in Florida, we know what they can do. Over one and a half first period. All right. Florida, Dallas, over one and a half in the first period. Uh, that is Andrew 
uh, McGinnis with his uh, best bet for this uh, Thursday slate. And my best bet's going to be Columbus, New Jersey over six and a half. I mean, I think he kind of sensed I was going to go in that direction for best bet simply because, you know, it was the first bet that came to my mind when I started looking at this Thursday card last night. Uh, and I still love it at the price. I mean, you got Blackwood fighting the puck and net for the Devils. Corpus Al is just a mess. And the blue line's an even bigger mess in front of him for Columbus right now. I think you get goals both ways. Columbus, New Jersey, over six and a half for my best bet here on this Thursday NHL card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys, a monster edition as it always is on these big slates. We thank you for tuning in. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the podcast whenever you can't watch the Ice Guys live. For Andrew McGinnis, Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.